Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. This is Simon Sweetman and this is episode 63. Talk to DJ Bill E. He's a Wellington DJ who has put on, for 20 years, has put on this club night, Atomic. Um, for about 15 years, he's done one called 24-Hour Party People. And, uh, and next week in Wellington for, I guess, for New Zealand Music Month, he's doing a Kiwi version of Atomic. It's called See Me Go. It's classic Kiwi pop music from 1977 to 1985. So his real name is Simon, and uh, I've, uh, I've known him for a few years. He's, uh, he's certainly one of the great and well-regarded DJs in Wellington. I, I think I first met him in person because the very first time I tried to play records at a bar, I forgot that you should probably take your own needles and I got there and there were, you know, the stylist didn't work or they didn't have them. So through a friend I got his number and gave him a call and 10 minutes later he arrived at the venue with, with uh, a spare set for me to borrow. So uh, a, pr- a pretty a pretty decent guy that made a great impression. Um, so we, yeah, we just had a chat about his, uh, you know, a little bit about his life obviously, but um but really, it's about sort of his his uh, his instincts as a selector, his uh, his methods as a record collector, his reasons for getting into DJing. Um, we give a bit of a plug to the uh, to the upcoming show. Talk about some of the difficulties he's had, uh, technical issues and stuff with DJing. It's a bit of a yarn along those kind of lines. Um, and uh, yeah, so a bit of a bit of an advert for what he does, but I thought really interesting because you know he's not a he's not a guy who kind of rocks the mic, and yet he's had people who have come to his shows for twenty years. There are regular audience members that go every month, and I thought they've probably never actually heard him speak. They've never heard his stories, how he got into it. They just turn up and trust him as a, as 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 the guy playing the records. So um, that was the conversation this week, and I really enjoyed it. Um, we're sponsored by Yeasty Boys and uh, we are sponsored by Tea Leaf Tea. We say goodbye to our uh, coffee sponsor, Lafare. Thank you to them for a year of uh, a year of free coffee and great support. Um, but yeah, we're still looking for sponsors. If you uh, have a product you want to push, if you believe in the podcast, if you want to advertise as a one-off or an ongoing thing, uh, please do get in touch. You can subscribe via iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud. You've probably found this through offthetracks.co.nz, which um, is the site, and the podcast appears every Friday. And this is episode 63, me talking to DJ Billy. Enjoy. Well, maybe we should start with um, how you first got to DJ. Um, it's Greg Churchill, really, to thank or to blame for that. Um, I got back from England I went over in 1987, um, paid my money, booked my ticket, I was going to England to see the Smiths, and in between the time that I bought the ticket and got there, they'd broken up, uh, which was <laughs> quite sad, but I hung around there for three years. Uh, it came out, I grew up in Auckland, and I went back to Auckland. You and, and booked a ticket to go to see the Smiths. I that didn't have your, a Smiths ticket, but, but I... No, but it, your, that was your impetus. That was yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So I was doing a, initially a four-year degree at Auckland University. I cut it to three just because I wanted to get out of there and, yeah. and get over to England and experience the music. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm a recovering Anglophile, yeah. really, especially around, around the, the music yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I got back to Auckland in 80, no, it was 89, I got back, yeah, went in 87, 
came back in 89 and um, went back to Auckland and everything just felt the same as before I left. So I had yeah. a couple of mates in Christchurch and I went down yeah. down there um, just for a change of scene. Yeah. Uh, and through mutual friends, I ran into Greg Churchill at the, the Art Centre and had a bit of a chat. I'd been um, going to a few kind of acid house clubs and that kind of thing and that was the Stone yeah. Roses had just started but when I came yeah. back... Um, Greg was doing a night um, with another guy, Glenn, at a nightclub every Tuesday night playing kind of fresh uh, house and hip-hop and yeah. that kind of thing because that was all brand-new stuff at the time. Yeah. Uh, I had a few records I'd come back with, some tapes, rave tapes, and um, sort of got chatting to Greg and we ended up flatting together and we were buying yeah. records and playing stuff and he said, oh, you know, you should um, play some of this out. He's He, he is kind of... Um you know, undersung or underappreciated, oh, isn't he? As totally. A, you know, people who know, know, but yeah. he is a guy who, you know, damn near any person playing records out in New Zealand at a, at a club, at a bar, owes a debt to. Like, he's he's one of a, a small handful of people. That's, yeah, and he's been doing it consistently and consistently well for, yeah. you know, quarter of a century. 20 plus years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so he was always been supportive and, and yeah. that's his thing he's never kind of been yeah. exclusive about stuff yeah yeah know? yeah so, yeah. so you know flatting with him was fantastic you know we, yeah. Yeah, I remember one time I was playing this record he came running in and goes what the hell is this yeah and right like, oh it's the B side of this he goes oh I never turned it over you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay well you know I didn't really quite know how we were going to start and how we are going to structure this conversation but hearing that you bought a ticket to the UK to see the Smiths makes me want to know um, now when you discovered music and what you know how, how did how did music become such a big thing in your life that you wanted to go overseas to see this band that at the time not that many people I would imagine in New Zealand were that hip to yeah I I don't know, it was just a thing. I think that I may have turned this anecdote into something more than actually what it meant at the time. <laughs> yeah. I remember going into a music store in Auckland with my dad, uh, trying to find a birthday present, and I was going to get a guitar and play guitar. And we'd played a little bit at school, and it was kind of hard, and I wasn't very good, and you know, you'd yeah. think you'd be awesome straight up. And then, yeah. So instead of choosing a guitar, I chose a radio, and at that point I became, chose the kind of consuming music as opposed to creating it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and, but I've always loved the radio, uh, always loved pop music, and I'd be listening as a kid, um, American Top 40 every Sunday, you know, and, and you know, yeah. uh, all the time I'd listen at night, and, and my brother, who was three years older than me, he started listening to um, Joy Division, The Cure, that kind of thing, and that, that just grabbed me, you know. So yeah, yeah. this is listen to uh, student radio but back then when it was only on in holidays and never on during term time yeah so you know you'd kind of wait for that that time where yeah with that music and it yeah it just kind of grabbed me and um seeing bands as we were talking about before like bands used to tour schools and play yeah. lunchtime gigs so you know citizen band the swingers crocodiles yeah this is around the late 70s yeah started early 80s yeah you said the swingers was the second band you saw yeah yeah, because yeah. I'd never been to a gig before, and you kind of didn't as a kid. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you had to be twenty to go to the pub, and um, you know, there, there yeah. weren't many kind of chances to see that. And the, the school concert's quite quite awesome. Yeah, I'm just a little bit under the age of the school concert. We got a, yeah. we got a few things, but it was more like starting to turn into the the church oriented sort of things. But 
like I've got an older brother, five years older than me, so I, I can remember him paying like two dollars to see Hello Sailor yeah. in the high school, you know, hall. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, Paulie Bala Jones and you know people like that still still doing it. And Paul still does that. You know, he'll still go and play schools. But there was some. That was how New Zealand bands operated then, right? Yeah, they just played it and played and played. And if they yeah. were, you know, if they were playing a school at lunchtime it was because they'd done the pub the night before or they were about yeah. to do it yeah 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 and I think I guess the, the luxury of living in Auckland was that that's yeah, that where was the, the music that was, scene was yeah. you know so, yeah yeah um, yeah that that yeah um, yeah I was just hooked really so you grew up in Auckland yeah yeah, yeah. so and what was what was going on in your childhood a, around this music like what were you um I nothing that, I that just, was the just, big focus listen to it really yeah, yeah. and then I remember one night, because I, I used to listen to um, Radio B, which tended to be a family yeah. at that point, and, and I'd always be hearing promos for the, the Andrew Bokes punk show. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that sounds kind of interesting. So it was on, like, 11 o'clock on a Sunday night or something. Yeah, so yeah. I, I kind of stayed up one night, um, and that just blew me away. Yeah. Really. I mean, I'd, I'd, I don't know if I'd had AK-79 at that point or not, because I, I bought it when it kind of came out. Because you used to hear tracks on it on, on Power Racky and stuff. And it was, you know, it's quite a kind of alternative-ish station. Yeah. They played a bit of local stuff. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, yeah, discovering that, that sort of punk stuff, I used to kind of stay awake and then push a chord and, and you know, get 45 minutes worth for one week and 45 minutes the next yeah. and, and, and listen to that. You know? so, I... I um... I mean, we've known each other for a few years now, and 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 I guess primarily online. But you know, we we bump into each other all the time, and 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 have chats and stuff in real life as well. But you you recently did this uh, little segment on RNZ with Jesse Mulligan, where you talked about postpart. Yeah. And I think like just hearing you talk now and seeing like the lists on Facebook over the years, and now you do Spotify playlists every now and then. I'm amazed that like. Clearly, this passion for this punk and post-punk has just never left you. Like it grabbed you, obviously, yeah. quite early on. I mean, it's pretty fantastic music, and you're a great selector of it. So, like, when I look at your lists, I go, "Well, why, why wouldn't someone enjoy this? It's great." But I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of being fascinated about. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like you listen pretty widely. Yeah, I mean, that's, outside of that, that's it's I not know. like that's your no. sole thing, but something about that you keep coming back to or you, or you, yeah. you know that it, it, it inspires something in other people that... yeah well it's mainly what I like I guess it's yeah it's interesting because when I was I started DJing with Greg we would play uh, hip hop sort of down tempo stuff we'd go to a house and then techno and yeah. you know because really those kind of genres were relatively young you know and, yeah, and yeah. people because it was so much new good stuff was coming out you could play four or five genres a night yeah um, and nobody you know would say why aren't you just playing hip hop all night or why aren't you just playing techno yeah, yeah. that kind of whole night of, of one type of music yeah. whether or not there would have been enough stuff around or not I don't, yeah. don't know you know but yeah. um, to me it's all kind of pop music but I have a very Broad definition of pop music, which I can't really explain to you, but I, it's really about hooks yeah. and tunes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you know, I've done funk nights and, and stuff yeah. as well. You know, I, my listening is right across the board. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I'm not jazz is haven't quite unlocked that. Yet, right. And I don't know. I was where just gonna, I've that's got what time. I was. Gonna, yeah. That's what I was just going to ask. Is what do you? 
not just steer away from as a DJ, but what evades you um, as a listener? Yeah, I guess jazz and and prog. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, is, and and that's really which is rock music's jazz. <laughs> yeah, and and I guess that's the the kind of punk rocker going. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. listening to that, and and because I've just chosen yeah. to ignore it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but you know things like Noi and all that kind of yeah. kraut rock stuff. Like some of that gets a bit kind of too jazzy to yeah. me, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, yeah, this is kind of heresy, but can I can kind of take the lead, you yeah. know, at yeah. times. And, and you know, a lot of people wouldn't yeah, yeah. believe that, you know. But, yeah. uh, but often, and they're more kind of groove based, and, and yes. it's the, the kind of almost lack of a hook yeah. or tunes, which you know, if I'm in the mood, then it's great. But, yeah, 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 yeah. So you you. Let's work out what happens. So you 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 meet Greg and he you start doing some DJing with him. Yeah. And well, then that, that that's also kind of where I started to to play the indie music. Yeah. As well. So yeah. Um, this was kind of the height of Manchester. So yeah. Stone Roses and Happy Mondays yeah, yeah. and everything. I was buying all the records and Greg said you should just do a night. And yeah, so, yeah. So we booked a night and we we played at this place, the Worcester Bar in Christchurch, which yeah. was at Noah's Hotel. So. That was run by a guy who'd come down from Auckland Fish who used to work at Debrett's, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, and and knew people at, at Simon's yeah. The Box and, and yeah. so um and he was pretty open to, to anything. So I did the first kind of Manchester night with um Steve Burse. Yeah. Uh, who worked at Echo Records, he was in Dolphin and and Throw yeah. Cinematic. Um and yeah, I didn't know how that was gonna go. That was a real kind of Yes, um, this is 1990 was the first one, but that, you know, they were in a queue down the street, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, Christchurch is quite an indie, indie town, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of perfect for that. So how bitten by the bug were you around the, the actual act of DJing, like, or were you, you know? Well, technically I wasn't particularly great, yeah. um, and, and you know, so I, but you I had tried to, to beat mix and stuff, but, yeah, but yeah. Um, to varying degrees of success, uh, and I kind of gave that up for, for when playing kind of pop songs. You, yeah. I, you know, Just I, I'm going to get the whole song. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. So do most other people. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It seems to have worked out all right. And it becomes more of uh, you're a you're a taste maker. You're a selector. You're yeah, a, you're a person. You know, yeah, making well, you, the you, decision. Yeah. You're reading the crowd or whatever, but you've got your uh, focus that you're trying to put across too within that or around that. Yeah, because I never plan anything out in advance. No. I think about stuff and I'll, I'll write down a, th- a few things and I should play this and I really got to play this and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and things will just flow depending on how the crowd works and, and what kind of requests you get because they can often turn you into a tenuous oh shit yeah that's fantastic you yeah, know? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that'll fit perfectly once someone brings up, something but, up yeah. that leads you down a pathway you didn't even think you were going to go yeah. down and, but often for better right? yeah, like yeah you, totally you, yeah you start going and then you I imagine reorganise your thoughts as you're going like yeah. how do I get back to to this that I do want to play yeah yeah, and, and that's going to take a bit longer now, but that's okay. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. that journey, which is yeah. that's the real interesting stuff. And, yeah. and I guess I've got a knack for kind of working yeah. the crowd in that way. Yeah, and yeah, take, yeah. You know, it's peaks and troughs, and and you know, you you bring people up and you let them yeah, down yeah. again. They can go off and have a drink or whatever, and or you know, and you can pull them back. You've been doing it so long now, and we'll, we'll talk more about this. But you've been doing it so long now. I I would imagine that in a sense that's 
almost autopilot for you. But you're going to tell me that no, that's not the case. As soon as you, as soon as you, I mean, you, with your particular theme nights that you do, you have uh, you have audience uh, members that come back. Yeah, they know. So, so in that sense, you could fall into some version of an autopilot. Yeah, play like, the hits, rah rah rah. But I, I yeah, I like to think that I'd have, stop before I got to that point. But yes. I, you know, I thought I'd stop. 10 years ago you know? I was going to say you must have um, reasons to still be doing it beyond the fact that you know you get paid for it like that's not what well, it's about no, it's, no I know that's not what it's about no it's it's really about I love these songs and I love hearing them up loud and having yeah. a few drinks and, and you know and there's a lot of people out there it's something also pretty do. it's kind of weird how I've managed to milk a kind of a decade <laughs> for more than just yeah. about you know um, well, but well, I make a conscious effort to now a lot more to try and mix things up and not always play the same yeah stuff. yeah and you know I found myself falling into a trap I'd play this and then this and then this kind of like you, you play Love and Apart then you play yeah, Charming yeah. Man and then you play you know um, yeah. Cure or something and then so I said right I've can't do that now so I kind of challenge myself that to go, mix that up yeah, and then yeah, yeah. someone will come up and say oh can you play Jordan and then the Swiss and then the Kirby yeah, yeah. it's like well I'd love to but I you know I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing that but, but so it strikes me that what you do is uh, and, and, and you know you're not, you're not alone in this a, a lot of DJs do this but what you do very well and that's why it's lasted for so long I think is you know what you're doing in a way is a live radio show yes it's, it's the equivalent of like yeah. You know, and I and I like to, to try and mix it up enough so it's not just the hits because it's yeah. boring, right? Yeah, yeah, I've played yeah. those songs a lot, and it's if become... I can mix it up and, and get the people who are really into post punk or whatever, make yeah. something that they wouldn't expect. Yeah, and flip and the record punk. over, never find heard this that before. B-side again, like yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what I try to do. It's so so. I guess what we want to do is work out how. Um, how you how you've got to doing that? So you 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 worry at first that oh you know you're not an instant um, hit as a great DJ like technically, yeah. which I, I I would wonder who is. I guess I guess people who work on it in their bedroom first these days could go out and play live and well, I, was be do, a I was doing that too, but it's still. But yeah, I don't out, I know? don't imagine anyone you know just like playing in a band live for the first yeah. time no one no one kind of hits it completely out of the park the very first time if they do they're generally yeah uh like you know they're generally like remembering it slightly different from other people so so you do this first night and there's obviously a response but does that what i'm what i'm getting at is that light a complete fire for you that like fuck i have to do this again yeah and, i mean I, and, and straight away i'd kind always of kind yeah. of wanted yeah to dj yeah since i you know didn't choose the guitar. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was the thing. So, yeah. and I mean, and that was a good thing about having Steve originally to do that, that matches tonight, having someone to kind of help me through that and we, you know, help each other. Yeah, and, yeah. And so what do you play next and stuff. So, I mean, it started the Atomic thing with uh, Andy, who was um, DJ Kling, who's in Melbourne now, but um, that was started up here at, the old bodega. He yeah. worked there on the door and, and lived above That's the right. bar, and he kind of badgered, badgered like Fraser into doing that. This is ninety six. Yeah, I can remember him. I think I might have talked to you about this before, but I can remember. I think ninety seven. I worked in Tandy's, and so I can oh, remember yeah, yeah. him coming in with the posters and, and yeah. you know we're going to have this night and blah 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 and and uh, yeah. So I can remember that. That's my first recognition of that. Yeah, yeah, and, and that was great. You know, so it just. 
having someone else there to kind of share things if it went wrong or, yeah, yeah. or you know celebrate it when it goes well and, yeah. and you know so even just that oh you should play this next and you think oh fuck yeah yeah, yeah that's perfect you know and and, and so the, the double act thing was, was great but people who don't know what goes on when someone's DJing look at someone on their own there with a computer these days and think they're just checking their email with two people it's even worse yeah. you see them nattering and they go oh they've just got their friend up there talking but yeah. actually you're right like that double act thing is great because even if even if it's one person primarily actually mechanically putting the record on and making the yeah. changes the other person is coming up with the ideas yeah you know, and, and, and we, sharing the ideas yeah we yeah. take it in shifts and shifts exactly and, and, and then you swap yeah, around and, and, and that can also lead you in a different direction yeah, as well yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. because it, you know it's um, I'm kind of a control freak now I guess cause yeah. Andy went to Melbourne um, 2003 or 4 or something yeah. so I've been doing it solo ever since and now so, I've got to that point where it's like right this I this is don't life. want to share this yeah, you know, yeah. because there's so much stuff that I want to play having someone else there would just take away where I want to go and so you guys to. did Atomic together for yeah. 6, 7 years yeah well I went to, back to England in 97 right. and came back in 2000 so we did Atomic it was we did a few it was pretty irregular um, yeah Really, the impetus for that was I couldn't go out anywhere in town and hear the music that I liked. I mm. couldn't go out and hear The Smiths or The Cure or Joy Division anywhere because really, um, bars that had bands didn't have DJs. Yeah. If you, uh, DJs were playing house and techno in clubs, yeah. Yeah. And, and no one was playing kind of pop music or yeah. indie music for for want of a better word all night as, yeah. a, as a DJ thing. Yeah. You know, and Fraser kind of looked at it as a bit of a novelty, I think. Yeah. And, um, yeah when he had an empty night or we'd get bumped for a, another band or something but we'd have a, a like rammed a, bar all night yeah 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 but, you know you look at a band and they play for 45 minutes and people then go you yeah know, yeah and yeah take hang around and drink and I think he kind of came around to the idea that, yeah, yeah 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 this yeah. is this is working for me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, then we yeah. moved to the new bodega yeah um, and then you know, it was a bit kind of irregular with gigs and stuff. And then Andy um, hooked up with Brenda Moran, who was booking for Indigo. Yeah. Just after Stephen Upton took over, yeah. I think. And um, we started there, and that was it's been kind there of there ever, ever since. since. And that's yeah. the San Fran. Yeah. And, and, you know, San Fran been fantastic. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim and, and Ziggy's just yeah. brilliant. You know? So they've been the San Fran for just over 10 years. Shit, is it that long? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wow. that's ten years of yeah, and, of and so that was there. once a month. Yeah, um, for a long, a long time. Oh, oh my, you know. So tell me, when you went back to the UK, it wasn't. Don't tell me you bought a ticket over to the UK hoping you'd see the Stone Roses, and you got there and found out that that not by that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's been up two or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't so, so music related. So yeah, yeah. But were you playing over there? No, just no, because I didn't take any records over. I yeah, yeah. You brought some back though. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Put a lot of CDs back, unfortunately. Yeah, right. If I bought the vinyl of those, they'd just be bloody heavy. Yeah. So, when you DJ'd, are you. You're not vinyl only? Uh, Atomic is vinyl only. Right. Yeah, and the, the upcoming See Me Go is vinyl only. Well. Yeah. But the, the 24 hour party people is vinyl only. It's a vinyl only CD. Yeah, yeah. So, that's what I thought. I thought you were primarily vinyl. Yeah. Predominantly vinyl, but. I, I just know I've seen you setting up for gigs before and I've seen a box of CDs. And a, and yeah. So that's the 24 hour party. So yeah. when does that come into the equation? So that, um, 
2003, I think, was the first one. And again, yeah. that was driven by um, wanting to hear Stone Roses and Happy Mondays yeah, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, it was The name was kind of a cash-in because the movie had just yeah, come out yeah, and yeah. It was, that was the hook. Yeah. If I go back in time, I'd change the name because it's a bloody mouthful. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's obvious. It's a good film, though. Like, yeah, yeah. great film soundtrack, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, that's kind of mutated a little bit in its way which is good I mean it, yeah. it's become a, a kind of an indie night but again it's more kind of pop and more anglophile than yeah um, I don't really a bit of American stuff but it's predominantly English yes. yeah 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 um, that's just my thing you know um, so that yeah that was that, what, is that, it, what is it about that for you I don't know um, I mean in part uh, you've got an affiliation yeah, I mean, since you've gone and lived there a couple of times. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I mean, as a, a kid growing up, you know, my uh, mum was always, oh, I don't watch American rubbish. It was all kind of British yeah. focused, you know, yeah. and, and um, buying the NME and and that kind of thing. And I think yeah. just years of of that kind of exposure. Um, uh, yeah, it's a long yeah. time to give up on the enemy actually. Should have given up a lot earlier. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, they should have. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but but all through that that kind of early mid late eighties yeah. kind of time. Of, yeah, yeah. Of, you know, whatever. Um, so, how do you keep? Uh, it strikes me that you're very good at this, but how have you kept Atomic and Twenty Four Hour Party people separate every New Year's Eve for the last how long? Quite a while. It's probably coming up ten years. Yeah, as well. well there you yeah, go. Yeah. You do a combined evening. You yeah. do Atomic versus Twenty Four Hour Party people. Yeah. Which is, do you actually do that selection for selection, deck for deck? No, it's no. Just, it's really what I feel like on the night. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And what's working? And, yeah. and really, it's a, it's a, kind of a, um, it's kind of an old-fashioned indie night, really, but yeah. with, a, with a, th- a, a few kind of 80s, yeah. 80s bangers thrown in for good measure. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, and it, you know, it's been incredible actually. People just keep coming back, you know? yeah. and have yeah, a good so time. I mean, the vibe is always fantastic. You know that that people are in a good mood. There's never any drama, and yeah. you know, it's it's amazing. And like we were saying before, there's people who were. Regulars at the old bodega, yeah, you know, back in 90, yeah, so 97, you're, you're and they're, they're still coming years up. Of people, yeah, t- of, of them being part of your obviously your audience changes night to night, like you get, yeah, know, people don't even know you're on at the bar and they walk up, and then maybe that makes them go back the yeah. next month. That must happen a lot too, but you've actually got people that have been going for 10 years, 15 years, even 20 yeah, years, absolute regulars, and just yeah. hanging out for, for the next one. Wow, so I and, mean, because now it's this year, last year, I cut back to every couple of months instead of every month. I'd alternate yeah. between the yeah. comic and 24-hour party people. Yeah. Um, and I just found the kind of relentless grind of promo. You finish one, then there's another one, and yeah. it just kind of buy me a bit of time. And also to keep things a little bit fresher. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're married with a family and a job. Yeah. So it's not like this is all you do at no. all. This is your weekend warrior hobbyist yeah. thing that you have crafted out yeah. that you're very good at. And that you get paid for as you deserve to, but this is just a, a thing that you do outside of. Yeah, it did, you know, gives me a night out once a, once every couple of months to, to have some beers and play some music really loud, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is which is the great luxury of it in a way. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's been uh, uh, I 
couldn't believe it was going to keep going this which long, which you know? doesn't mean that it's not work because it's you know what strikes me as uh, too is that you know you're you're kind of one of the great long haul DJs I mean you do big sets yeah well yeah, these go like hours. I was going to say these go six hours minimum right they yeah. quite often could go eight nine yeah well they yeah since New the Year's Eve laws, stuff yeah 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 laws changed we used to go kind of nine till, till six yeah um I love the idea of starting earlyish yeah um nine is early but I mean yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, quite yeah. like it I mean, you know if you come early you hit a fair bit of interesting stuff before yeah. things kick in so there's a lot of people who turn up 11-ish but there's people who come early to yeah, yeah. some stuff and they get some requests and, and it gives I like the, the time it gives me to get my head around where I want to go and what I want to do at the night so How if there's not many people yeah. around in, in the bar you can play a few things and say oh actually right and this is where I want to go yeah 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 just work it out but I mean the whole um I've never been that kind of keen on the big promotion stuff. Yeah. I've liked to keep this kind of organic, really. So we do a, do a poster run and, and you know, yeah. a bit of social media, but I'm not, I hopefully not in people's faces about yeah, this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think kind of trying to keep it low key, um, then it's kind of word of mouth, and people will turn up if they want to go, as opposed to just being, it's a place to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that helped with the vibe as well. Yeah. So. Um, and... You uh, you must have yeah a bit of fun in those early hours of the gig, experimenting, but also um, I imagine playing stuff just to yourself underneath yeah. to decide. Oh, you know, yeah. obviously the whole that's when you get to like trial things yeah. with um, a little bit less pressure. Yeah, because well, no the, one's going to be dancing at nine, right? So, no, you know, you've at least got an hour and a half to kind of get a vibe a, going. You're and, tr- and, exactly, yeah. you're still trying to set a mood, and so yeah. part of that is. You know, working on um, thinking of new things underneath. Or, yeah. You know, because um, you know I've, I've I've played records a little bit at bars over the last few years, and and I've done a bit of long haul stuff too, and um, and I love it. I love yeah. I love a big long. Uh, you know, used to play at motel and play for like six yeah. hours, eight hours, and I really enjoyed that. Like the idea that you might be playing to three people to begin with, but when someone walks in. Hopefully they're going. Wow, that's cool. This is a cool yeah. place to be. You're playing a cool show. Um, yeah, I always like to think of that. I think you know, you're yeah. playing something. You think, I'd love to walk into a club. Exactly. This pounding, you know, it'd yeah. be awesome. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, uh, how? What sort of pressure do you? You know, you, I mean, you're you're a, a guy who's grown up loving music, buying the records, buying the magazines but what sort of pressure do you feel to or have you felt over the last two decades to keep up with music as a consumer obviously that's changed now in terms of you can get whatever you want but working as someone working predominantly with vinyl you still have to purchase yeah so what what how does your collection work do you get rid of things or do you no. hoard <laughs> I hoard I, I, yeah. my, my, my feeling is you're a hoarder yeah absolutely yeah yeah and, we and can I, sort of smell our own so yeah. that's why yeah. you know that's why I figured that yeah I've, I've actually been going through I, I went through a few months ago and, and pulled out a bunch of stuff which I think I should just get rid of this and these yeah. are things I've picked up at the dump shop and whatever I think yeah. you know, but I 
haven't quite brought oh, myself around to do it. And, and you know, well, they've all catalogued on Discogs. I'm gonna have to go through and un, un yeah. you know, take them off the list. But uh, I feel that pain. Yeah. Also, yeah, there's, that, there's not, that concept too, isn't there? That the one night I'm gonna actually play that. Yeah. Not just in a bar, but even for yourself. Yeah. Like the one night I'm gonna play that and really enjoy it. Yeah. Or well, I love one worth, track on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that, I mean. That one song. Yeah. Makes that a keeper. Or the one time you're gonna, you know, I'm. I've I have done a big, a really big cull before and got rid of like four or five crates of records in yeah. one go. It took me a long time to to choose them and and probably I don't miss any of them. I mean you don't yeah. know what you've got. Yeah, you don't know what you don't have, so it's gone yeah. now. There's probably one or two things that I'm like oh, I regret. Yeah, getting rid of that. Maybe I'll get that again. But man, I managed to get rid of all of those things. Yeah, I mean I've. Sold records when we've needed money before. Yeah, that's, never that's exactly for, why I did for that. For great amounts of cash. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but it helps. You know, just to, to get through the week or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, now, I, yeah, generally don't. Um, yeah. But keeping up, it's hard work. I mean, I'm lucky in the fact that for those two nights, I've kind of got a lot of stuff already, especially yes. for the atomic stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a finite variation. <laughs> and that's a finite sort of set of genres and time frames yeah. you're working on in terms of you can always add one or two new things if you want because yeah. there's a bit of retro style stuff and I know you do that from time to time but really you can get away with what you've got yeah yeah, yeah. well there's not much I'm left looking for you know yeah. I, I've you know I've would have been years ago I thought you know I was, I was thinking I, there's one track you know I've got to have what was it Interference Get Out of London yeah, yeah. You know, because I didn't have it you never saw it anywhere and yeah. it's like fuck I remember that that'd be awesome we'd go <laughs> off you know and I, I spent an exorbitant amount of money getting it from someone in the States right um, get it back and, you know you play it out and people kind of look yeah. at the dance floor and go yeah. and it's kind of like oh okay and then, then of course you walk, walk into Slow Boat or something the next day and there it is yeah, right yeah. there and it's like oh Jesus you know? so what I mean what sort of record buyer are you are you primarily still a shop based guy or do you yeah. you, you buy online as well yeah I buy trade I buy some new stuff online um, but mainly it's at a uh, Slow Boat Rough Peel and uh, Death Ray which yeah. every time I go to Death Ray I find something Great, you know, yeah. Slowboat had been fantastic for me. I used to work there for a while. As well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I just like the browsing, you know. Yeah, and yeah. That's the thing, and, and that kind of serendipity of, of things. Yeah, you so, might have passed something over other times. Yeah. But on that day, it speaks to you. Yeah. You know, I, well, I'm just coming, just, or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming around to the fact that you know, if you see something and it's, you know, yeah. I, I yes don't have a list. But I kind of know what I like. But it yeah, just yeah. seems to vanish every time I go into a record store. I can never quite remember it. But if you see something, you think, oh, yeah, I like Next that. Next time, yeah. no, now it's you've never got, there. That's yeah. right. Now and, you've and got to grab it. Well, lucky enough, I've got a job now. I can, and generally, yeah. I can just buy it. You know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not talking rare stuff, but you know. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a, yeah. Yeah. Just a, an Elvis Costello record that I don't have or, or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've missed out on a few things because I've gone. Uh, I'll come back. Yeah. Um, you know, like usually you get them to hold it for you or whatever. Yeah. Like again, slow boat, very good at stuff like that. I'm sure the other record stars are too. But yeah. you know, like if you if once you're known to them, they might look after things for you for a bit. But yeah, it is funny that like you, it does feel these days like there are. I'm the same. I I have a list in my head, and I need to actually get to the yeah. point where I write it out. I think, um, you know, so because. They're a, like a mythical list kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, 
not even particularly hard to come by things, but just things that I want. Sort of get full gaps in the company. Yeah, exactly. Company, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I don't have Imperial Bedroom, which is like the mention of the Elvis Costello. Yeah, That's right. the one kind of album of his, that, of the, of the yeah, stuff right. that I don't have. And it's like, and I, that must I, be I really should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not rare or anything. It's, uh, yeah, but, but it, it just kind of goes out of my mind whenever I go into a It is good. It is worth, you know, I do have that. It is worth having. Like, one day you'll see it and go right yeah. I don't want anything else today I want that yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah so I buy yeah mainly kind of like, I, I do like I guess I, I a lot more second hand stuff but, I'm, yeah. but I mean um, trying to buy a lot of the new New Zealand stuff I'm yeah. not an obsessive completist around that yeah. thing but you know the new Nadia Reed yeah. album and things like that it, it, you know it's nice to have them on vinyl um, yeah Phaser Days record and, and things so I'm but I definitely don't have my finger on the, the positive. You mentioned uh, Discogs. So how structured is your collection in terms of, like, I imagine you have a whole lot of stuff put aside for the DJ in particular and then other stuff that you listen to at home? Or no, it's all... all it's just all on a giant big... Every bloody month. <laughs> I go around... Really? Go around through God, every record, pull it out. And, God, and, that's good to hear, because I do the same. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't... I don't, I don't uh, no, you've given up once you've set aside a bunch of records you I, know? I think so I, I think, a little yeah, bit yeah because it's, it's obvious then that's just what you do you take those out I mean even when I was even when I was playing like once a week for three, two or three or four months at motel I every week it was like oh shit what am I going to play where is yeah. it and that because it's a bit like what you say like going into a store and having it's that so it's a, like a little micro version of that yeah. isn't it of having having that dig yeah, having the browse because Doing that, what you will find you, something. That's oh, right. Shit, this record, yes. I've I haven't that. taken this before. Yeah. Maybe I can work that into tonight. Yeah. And 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 sometimes I find when when there's something I really want to play, I end up getting there and I don't play it at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, totally. I'm, yeah. I'm forcing the issue. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, actually, that's not right at all. I'll yeah. just go home and listen to that myself. <laughs> you know, that's like, it. I do have a box of sevens for a topic which I don't. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll add a few things and I'll take them out, but but that's them. Right, you know, staples. It does have its bad side actually going through that because one night at a time I forgot I missed out D. Yeah. The D section and my my vinyl <laughs> twelve inch and, and album. So you know no Devo, Depeche Mode, Duran Duran. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck, you know? <laughs> but I, luckily I had a couple of seven inches which kind of got me through. But that was quite a challenge. Just like oh my god, yeah. you know, where's D? And I thought, Shit, I missed that section because I alphabetise everything, you know. So, and I just obviously you been mean, rushing through and skipped it. So. so you mean you go and find everything and then you alphabetise it for the no, night? No, no, it's already alphabetised, right. and I put it in a box of yeah, alphabetical yeah. order. Yeah, so, yeah. and yeah, yeah. And, uh, every now and again, there's someone will come up and say, oh, "Can I look through your records?" And I say, "Oh, yeah, they're alphabetical." And they just kind of give up after like, ten bloody records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what sort of numbers are we talking? Do you, do you have a figure of what you've got, like in uh, terms of that's because I did my CDs as well. I got a few hundred of those. It's, it's getting up to 2,000 yeah. um, LPs yeah. and 12s, but yeah. you know, I should cull some really. But yeah, yeah. Do I need two Pete Seeger live albums, which are <laughs> 50 cents each? I do, probably not, but I think, oh, it's Pete Seeger. You know, it's, uh, maybe maybe I do. But, uh, you, don't, you don't. I'm no, going to answer that for you. Yeah. You don't. Um, so you, were, you were almost hinting at it then, so I want to know... Um, about some um, particular horror stories you've had as a DJ, whether it's been your own inability on the night through whatever, someone 
bugging you or you getting too drunk or whatever it is or just being the wrong fit for the wrong night or the wrong audience members or technical problems ah yeah still often get a few technical problems every now and again but but, um, I'm no trained sound engineer by any means so I get a bit lost in it Um, yeah generally things have been alright often it's kind of feedback and stuff which um, yeah yeah, which is always awful, isn't it? But yeah. Because you do well, that. Someone's coming up and saying, it sounds terrible out of the left speaker. Yeah, yeah, like, thanks for that. There's yeah. not a lot I can do. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, you've got to try and... and you've got to try to piece that, exactly. Yeah. But you're working with whatever gear is there, and as you say, you're not... It's not actually your responsibility to be the... It's, well, it's my... It's, I guess it I'm promoting it, so it's my night, right. I guess. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... That's the problem tricky. of being sole charge. Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, there's been... Terrible drunk in the night. Had to get sent home in a camp. This is lucky when um, when uh, Andy was still around. So we were kind of doing a, <laughs> doing an atomic at um, uh, Tupelo once. Oh, yeah, little yeah, beer yeah, quarter. Yeah. yeah. So um, used to love Tupelo. Yeah, it was good. And they, yeah, we 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 snuck in the bottle of vodka because they weren't going to give us any any riders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. We kind of knocked that back, and then they came out with some shots of chartreuse, and that just pushed me over the edge. Yeah, right? yeah. And this is only about like yeah. 11, 30, 12 or something. It was, yeah. yeah. And um, I just went down, and it was, they had to send me home in a cab, and I spent the night on the bathroom floor. Oh, you know, no. it was, yeah, it was terrible. But uh, generally, we, we, yeah, I drink, drink a lot less now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, because there's, there's a responsibility, there's a, to, and also that novelty wears off too, yeah, yeah. right? Well, that's, yeah, I'm getting old what, now, you know. And but that's what not not what you got into it for, and so that no. that novelty wears off after a while. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because we used to run mono with Bodega because it, it would sound better. You know, oh, really? Nobody right. didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. Because um, of the PA. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's funny. What but, about um, the sort of that kind of like well well meaning person that gets up in your ear for a request and a bit of a matter and that forces a bit of a kind of like panic situation for a quick change do you I imagine you are well um, across that yeah I mean I try and be nice overall. to everyone and yeah, try yeah, and explain yeah, yeah. why they're not going to hear Michael Jackson yeah yeah no but I mean you know, or Beyonce for yeah, example, yeah, yeah, or yeah. stuff like that you know? but also I mean in terms of technically like putting you off your off your mark in terms of when the song's finishing and the next one's got to be queued up and all that, you know. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, this that happens every now and again, but yeah. um, you know, generally I'll say I've got to go because yeah, I know yeah, when, yeah. when the song's going to finish. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, and, and I would imagine mostly with your nights with your audience, they're pretty um, understanding of that and pretty. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, or, or you know, you get the odd skip in the record and stuff, yeah, or yeah. when people jump up and down on the floor, which is a bit, kind of, a bit kind of, which is but that's part, part of the fun, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's why you work with Vital, right? Yeah. Like that's that's it. If it was just going to be a seamless playlist evening, you just you know, you 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 wouldn't be required to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so the, you, yeah. I mean, we had no, we had a couple of times the fire alarms gone off. <laughs> um, too much smoke was the last one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that was kind of cool because it, it just everyone went outside and hung out on the street and, yeah, yeah. and I picked up and played the record again and it, it just kind of carried on as yeah. it left off you know wow. and it's um because wow. you always think oh people may not come back yeah 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 because I worry every time yeah I'm always nervous really yeah yeah, yeah I've never lost that 
like every time I, I'm worried that it's not going to work out nobody nobody's going to turn up Wow, or oh, um, there's going to be a malfunction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I totally <laughs> identify with that. That's yeah. quite, I mean, I, I, I see myself as a very, I don't I don't even like using the word DJ, I see myself as a very unskilled DJ, just someone who likes to play records. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm always panicked by the idea that things are not going to work. I, I, I have enough um, technical, you know, probably similar to you, I have enough technical wherewithal to be able to usually identify why something's not working and yeah. hopefully try and fix it or work around it. But, yeah, like, I'm a guy who I still take my iPod with me as a backup, going, like, if, yeah. if you know, if, you know, something breaks down, if yeah. one turntable stops working, I either have a laptop or an iPad that yeah. I can plug in as a backup. Yeah. You know, or, 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 like, a random request and, you know, you do want to actually facilitate it. Yeah. And it's, oh, yeah, no, I'm quite happy to tell people if I don't have it, I can't play it. That's usually what I do now, too, because yeah. uh, you get into trouble if you don't. Once you know, people start once, handing you their exactly. phones to go play this. Yeah, one, yeah, you know. exactly. I've had someone hand a hand me and an aux cord at the same yeah, time yeah, and go, yeah, just yeah. plug it in. Just plug know, this in and play this. Oh, yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, on one level, it's kind of cool that music is that that instant and that available that people think that's part of it and they they just want to hand you it and go just play this but on the other hand it's kind of like you're not really getting the point of why this evening exists or this bar has chosen to have a DJ rather than just a free for all you know like yeah, yeah, because you'll get people who will say oh you've got to play this we'll all dance or you know we'll play something we can dance to you know <laughs> yeah, and, and it's you know so you can try and kind of and as you say, that, but it's that element of control is important. And yeah. And particularly, I think, with what you've built up, because it's like these are your nights. Yeah, and that's why generally I don't do anything outside of those, because yeah. I am that kind of control freak, and yeah, I, yeah. I want to be able to, to be answering to no one, Yeah. someone who's hired me and say, oh, no, you've got to play well, this and this People and this don't and have to be there. You know, it comes yeah. down to that, doesn't it? Like, it's like you're going you're gonna to play what you do very well for everyone who wants to be there, but if yeah. they don't like it, they can go somewhere else, kind yeah. of, you know. They can, they can find the sort of music they want somewhere else because yeah. it's pretty well, you know, as you say, you're not like a big push person, but it's pretty well advertised what you do. Like, people understand, usually... Well, I've got a thing now. Y- yeah, 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 people understand the brand, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, well, yeah, I hope... So, I mean, and that's why the posters don't change. You know? Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've always liked that kind of 80s aesthetic of the, the pseudo-photocopy yeah, yeah, poster. Yeah. And it was always important to us to put a list of bands on. So, you know, you can yeah. get an idea of what the night is going to be like if you've never seen it before. You know, this looks yeah. interesting. Oh, okay. Oh, you play that. Oh, you play that. But, you know, I don't like them. But, you know, these other bands I like. And, yeah. And, yeah, I think that's been quite helpful in... in Getting people to understand the kind of vibe that they're going for. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, on a, on a night where you can play the Ramones and Madonna, which I really have no problem with, it's, it's a pop music, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, but I can do that. Yeah. And it works, you know. And people out there love the Ramones and they love Madonna as That's well. Right. And, yeah, you know, yeah. why shouldn't you, you know? But, and they. But it's how you get them or, or work it together, which is they, the fun bit. It makes sense. That's the thing. Like I've, uh, you know, like I've seen the Ramones played, and I've played the Ramones myself in contexts where it's far more um, punk or post-punk or heavy, even you know. But you can hear it is total pop music. Like they are classic pop music structures. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And any, any of that, that sort of punk stuff I like, like with the tune, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's so you're going to fuck with all of that now and do a New Zealand music. Yeah, this is a, a big night challenge. We're going to push. We're going to push this. So we're, we're going to do the big plug for you. So it's it's next week. Uh, it's 27th the 27th of May, of May yep. at the San Fran, and it is sort of in a way. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was going to be your atomic night anyway, or was it going to be 24? Um, no, I, I actually made a conscious decision last year, and I asked for an extra night. So oh right, like okay, bonus, okay. So this is about because I knew the comedy festival was moving out yeah, to yeah, San yeah. Fran for May, so yeah. that left New Zealand Music Month, and I thought, well, I've been trying to convince myself that I could do this do it, New Zealand. for a, a while now because I've kind of always wanted to do it and I think I've got enough stuff and really I just had to kind of pull the plug and put it yeah. in it and say right I'm going to do it and then I had to that's what I was going to say so this is your contribution to New Zealand music but oh, se- or whatever you know however yeah. you want to see it it's or it's or it's sad, a challenge to me and yeah it's the sad freak gets to build it as part of their contribution to New Zealand music yeah and, and, and yeah. yeah I guess it is um, yeah but it's a, it's a celebration of an incredibly creative period in New Zealand music which and then you know which I, very I kind of grew up about. on the, the yeah. cusp of um, but yeah I love it it's fantastic and so some of these things you will have DJed before as part of your other sets but yep. probably not that many or no and, and I, I or every now and again I'll throw, I'll throw a, a New Zealand five to ten song set in uh, at in the, the middle of, yeah, or, yeah. or throw you know a random mockers track and and that car crash set and that yeah, kind yeah. of thing because they all fit in. Um, yeah, yeah. But this is yeah, it's been a challenge, and I, I'm still kind of working through stuff. But there's a lot of great music, you know. Yeah, and ha- trying to actually cut it down into enough. So I've definitely got more than enough for a night, but it's yeah, yeah. in how that gets structured because you know I can't play. Well, I'm imposing a limit on myself that I'm not going to play eight bat songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because you could and it would be yeah. fine. But, yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's so much other stuff around there. That, yeah. That, um, so it's a judicious kind of editing. So, and, yeah, like I said, I, I don't generally work things out in advance, but yeah. I'm making a few kind of notes and Decisions plans of, about things now because... One thing you're going to get is you're definitely going to get requests at this, right? Because oh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've, sure. I've, done I've, a, I've done a few Kiwi music yeah. sets and, and it tends to bring out the requests from people. Like they, you know, because it's, you know, it's our, it's our music we all grew up with yeah. one way or another. It got passed down to us by our older brothers or sisters or whatever. One Your way back or another. in the band or... Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Or whatever it is, everyone has this connection to it. And I've found that... Um, yeah, that's quite massive, actually. Like, yeah, so it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit of a challenge, and I, I'm. It's kind of nice to be able to push myself. This is a great unknown. So I, I mean, you know, I'm nervous about everything else, but I'll be kind of especially more nervous about this one, I think, because it's I'm trying something new. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to have a great time, no matter what. So if you know, three or four people turn up, but it, it will still. Oh, yeah, I won't have a problem playing that music. Yeah, yeah. So it's billed as CB Go. Yep. And have you got a, um, are you dealing with a finite time frame? Are you actually putting a cap yeah, on? Yeah, I, I did. I, um, it's a title, Celebration of New Zealand Music from 77 to 85. Yeah. And that's not strict. Yeah. Um, 
probably get some kind of yeah, Jack of Fitzy kind of things in, yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of good stuff just after that, but yeah. you could you could easily add, add a lot of good stuff just before it. But yeah. that is a that is an interesting um, period you're dealing with, it, and you could easily do a whole night just based on the, that time yeah. frame. Yeah, but so so that from what I'm looking at it, so you've got the kind of mid period split ends, yeah, yeah. more. Yeah. Um, so the Hello Sailor dudes kind of rock yeah. swaggery yeah. leather trousery stuff yeah um, but then the sort of Auckland punk scene and then, then the post punk stuff and then Flying Nun and and um, also there's that, weird uh, that kind of new romantic-y sort of our yeah, version of it like yeah. mock, the mockers and yeah. the early dance exponents oh, it's, and oh, all yeah, that, that sort of stuff which is great you know fantastic Sharon O'Neill's songs and, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so I mean there's a lot there and, and actually trying to structure something will be interesting trying to yeah to to have it kind of make sense and work, but to be able to kind of showcase all that stuff as well. But yeah, yeah. Um, and it's but it's been great because I've just been listening to a whole bunch of records lately. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how do you how do you fit that all in? You've got a job, a full time job, and a family. How do you structure like listing time? You're probably lucky. I don't watch your a lot kid, of TV anymore, actually. That's the that's your the kids thing. are probably old enough now. They don't really want to hang out with you all night oh my god no yeah they go off and do their own things yeah. right so you've got that yeah so, <laughs> so that you might have dinner together occasionally and then like you don't see them a heck of a lot, <laughs> <laughs> of a lot hey? but uh yeah well they'll you know I'll put a record on and they'll be gone you know that, that's, yeah, that's it'll clear them from the lounge you know what do they think of a dad who plays records do they have any fixation on the record thing or, or no, any well, interest they used to it yeah yeah but do they, so, so they just, that's just how music gets played at home yeah and, and then if they want to listen they to know how to, stuff, how to they can, turn stuff over and, and yeah, yeah, turn yeah. it on and put a record on but do they engage with it like um, at, at times every now and again you get a little bit yeah know, boy came up was a while ago. He goes, oh, you got a bad brain cell? And I said, yeah. He goes, can I have it when you die? You know? And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, you can buy your own, you know. It's yeah. Out there. And he goes, no, no, I'll just wait for yours. You know? Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, because we don't, um, there's a lot of commonality between what me and the kids listen to. Yeah. Um, but there's some, which is amazing. So yeah. I like, come home um, tonight and, my daughter's got a headphones and says, what are you listening to? Oh, Big Stars 13. It just, I just about fell over. I was like, how the hell did you get, yeah. get to that? Because I, I yeah. just finished the uh, Roger Vandwich book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big Star. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing them around on the, the weekend. She said, yeah. oh, you know, I sort of found it through the internet somehow. When well, I told you to listen to it, you said no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, with it, yeah, exactly. Now, now that I told her I like it, she probably won't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, because, I mean, Oscar had some interest in the turntable for a while, but uh, lately he loves music and he responds to music, but I don't think the turntable actually means anything to him now. Like, unless it shouldn't, though, right? I mean, no, 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 no yeah, totally. Yeah. No, why, why Why would it? But I'm just interested in it in the sense that, like, I have memories of just being fascinated with the record player yeah. at age like oh me too my first yeah. my first memories like maybe three or four years old yeah. just but and, and and I had like the read along you know books on record yeah. thing but also like my parents playing split ends and Beatles records just like that's how I absorbed that music and yeah. those, See, are, those are those are the two of the most important bands in my life to me you know to me in my life yeah. and my lifetime and one of them happened you know, way before my, yeah. before I was around. The other one was sort of happening as I grew up. But 
Yeah, because my dad just listened to classical music. Yeah, right. And I... I and what did you, know, you get I, from that? Like, did you steer away from that forever? Has that evaded you? It or have you... never clicked, really. Yeah. I've kind of, every now and again, but... Certain pieces now. Yeah, but I don't listen to classical. Yeah. You know, um, I could kind of appreciate it, but, you know, I don't go out of my way to, yeah. to hear it. And I, I just assumed that when I was his age, which is probably past how old I am now, that yeah. I'd be listening to classical music and that's it. And you know, <laughs> not be classical music. It's some kind of victory, like the, victory for the young me. Like you the know? gold so, watch of music listing. Yeah, that, that you, yeah, you graduate. That. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. work through this, this you fluffy throwaway <laughs> stuff and then, and then you graduate to the proper stuff, and uh, I guess which is classical or, or jazz. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's funny because like, one of my first musical memories is just walking into... The kitchen. I would have been four, I think, and hearing Yellow Submarine on the radio as my mum was in the kitchen. And that's yeah. kind of stuck with me. And I, I like the Beatles, but I'm not obsessed about them and I don't play them very often because like, you're just kind of absorbed by osmosis, the, most of the Beatles stuff, or the, the pop stuff. Yeah. I've got the records, I'll pull them out every now and again, but uh, they weren't never a huge band for me as a, as a kid. Um, yeah. Which is weird, I guess. Is it? I don't know. Well, well, I don't know. I haven't. Because I like melodic pop songs, you know, and really. I had this idea up until recently that everyone should, you know, if not like the Beatles, they should at least sort of bow down to them on on some level. That, and now I sort of get that they they can just happily not exist for people. Like, and why does that matter? Like, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy with them. I like them. I go months at a time without listening to them. It's not like I'm obsessed with them now, um, but they're always there if I want to. Yeah. And they're a, they're a good thing, and I've they've meant a lot to me in my lifetime. And I've got to a lot of other music through them, and they were like Oscar's earliest musical thing that he clung to that he and I kind of bonded over when he was really little, and. You know, so I've got a lot of nice memories. Who cares whether people will like them or not? You know, yeah. I, I it's not do, your job you, to, to sell exa- them. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. You know, they've, yeah. d- they've done pretty well. They don't need. People, <laughs> you know, but that but comes with age, though, right? I mean, is, you get to a point where, where it, it's. I, I mean, is, you can be passionate about stuff, but you're passionate yeah. for the reason that, that it suits you, as opposed to everybody must listen to what I. I, listen I have to, this so. problem, I suppose, too, because because I write about or have written about music a lot. You know, people take that at a sort of face value that I absolutely mean exactly what I'm saying. And so if you, if you know, when you use, of course, course I mean what I'm saying, but when you use, you know, hyperbole and exaggeration on purpose and you talk about things being the best thing ever and nothing else matters, you don't actually quite mean that. You're just trying to... you mean it in that time. You mean it in that time frame, in that context. It doesn't mean you're not open to other things. And it also doesn't mean that you, you should be held to only that. So... I kind of have that, you know, like I, I had my period where I thought, you know, a, a similar thing about Bob Dylan, and I come and go with Dylan in terms of my everyday listening now. It's, yeah. it's not like I listen to him every week, but then there are times where I just listen to a dozen Bob Dylan albums over a yeah. couple of days because I am, you know, I have been pretty obsessed with him, but I get why people don't like him. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I, I was that annoying guy at your... Um fifth form sixth form party who'd come in and put on a punk rock tape yeah um, and everyone would hate it and you'd, yeah yeah they're going well, this is awesome <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah not see this you know but yeah yeah um, i've mellowed a bit since then which is probably kind of good it's funny how uh, the stuff that 
seems, you know, dangerous or edgy or whatever with time. It just, you know, it's hard, hard for me to hear that. I mean, I love that first Ramones album. I guess I can kind of try and understand what it meant at the time, but I, I kind of can't. And so I just hear it as a great pop record. Yeah. I don't think it sounds particularly... Like Never Mind the Bollocks as well. That's yeah, exactly. Fantastic, you know? Yeah. But... They don't even sound particularly... Um, what's the... Well, even punkish particularly in terms of, you know... Great rock record. Great, great yeah. Great rock record. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny that. But, and, yeah, the times I kind of missed it. Like, yeah, just missed the kind of tail end of punk. But I remember seeing, because um, I'm really to roll, they used to have local bands play songs that didn't, before videos. Yeah. So they had the scavengers on one day um, when I was 11. Um, pretty va- they did Pretty Vacant on New Zealand television. Yeah. Wow. That, that was a kind of a life changing moment for me. Yeah. Because um, I just thought this is absolutely fantastic. Because I also because they swore and they had to down. Yeah, yeah. Six o'clock on a, on a Saturday night, you know? And right. I was back to school on Monday morning going, my God, did you see that thing? And everyone yeah. goes, oh, it's terrible. You know, it's like, oh. <laughs> I don't know, that's mine, you know? I, that, that's what I like. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I have a, I mean, I, I, I could still, I, I think of all the split ends things, late last night is the song where I just go, man, hearing that for the first time was like nothing else man. I'd ever heard. And in a way, that sort of stands out to me kind of peak for Split Ends it's sort of everything that I mean they did other great songs before yeah. and after that but that that to me is like that encapsulates all the great stuff about what Phil Judd brought to that band yeah. but but it's not just about him yeah you know? well I didn't really realise how I like listening to your podcast that he'd written pretty much all your early stuff yeah heaps of it. And, and I just a lot assumed of, it was it was Tim and a lot of it that didn't come out as well like a lot yeah. of you know like and I was amazed because, you know, it's, it's more your era than mine, but, like, you know, I, I, I love that Swiggers record, but I came to that, you know, much later in life after it came out. But, uh, you know, people talk about what a great life band they were, but I was amazed how much material they amassed in a short time. Yeah. That was the thing I probably, from that conversation with him, that was probably the thing that really struck me as something I didn't know at all. Yeah, well, that was awesome, the way he just said, no, we're going to work to become a great yeah. live band. And yeah. They, they just... Put the put the shift in and, and yeah. did it. You know? Yeah. And even though I saw them at, at twelve fifteen on a on a Wednesday morning, yeah. <laughs> Wednesday afternoon at school, they they brought a show. Yeah. You know? And it was they were yeah and yeah. a three piece they were yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah they um, they obviously did um, yeah they obviously really did the yards with playing like yeah. I remember when I first interviewed him on the phone he talked about how they like because they basically had to put a whole lot of extra stuff together around um, writing, counting the beat and that becoming a hit. Oh, yeah. Like they had to get out and promote that. And so they started working up a version of, and I don't know if they played it or not, but he was saying that they actually, because people wanted him to write counting the beat all over yeah. again, they actually worked up a cover version of The Beat Goes On and would do a medley of, <laughs> like, yeah. and just or play that next. Yeah. Like that was his little sort of joke. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah. Now, um, so, so you've you've kept these two themed nights pretty much going for the last. Well, one's gone for twenty years, and the other one's gone for how long? Like, uh, two thousand three, so the, like yeah, fourteen years. Yeah, yeah, wow. And 
Every now and then you pop up somewhere else, like the Bowie Tribute Night and stuff like that. You know? yeah. But but it's obviously that's enough DJing for you. Those two nights is generally enough. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't want to outstate my welcome. Yeah. You know, um, and and I don't want to do the same thing every week. You know, because I'd just get bored and that would kill it. You know, which well, is why that that kind of moved to the the bi monthly thing. Works better because I'm really kind of looking forward to it when it comes around. Now. Yeah, yeah. And, and it makes it a bit more of a, a kind of an, an event that you get three of these a year and that's your lot, you know? So We've talked um, very casually before about doing some sort of thing together, like a, a Beatles versus Stones. Yeah, I'd like to see that track, track. Yeah, and awesome. I do, we need to work out something on that because I would yeah. love to do that with you. And, and, and I mean, are you enough of a Stones fan that? You'd, I t- like you'd stones, take that but, but side. I Just, I would quite happily take that side, but I yeah, need, yeah. need to do a bit of research, right? You know, um, but well, I, yeah, I've got a fair few stones albums, but yeah. and, and I've really been getting into the early stuff lately. I've, yeah, I've yeah. managed to find sort of roughed up copies of the first couple of albums. And oh, nice! Late last year, and and played them a lot. Yeah, know, yeah. It's good. So. Well, yeah, because it's weird the Beatles Stones things that would need to be stones up to about seventy or seventy-one only. I reckon to make it fair, like. You know, time, yeah. time. Well, no one to cover of the night. Oh, no, it's, that's great, but then, but then it's like it just seems a little unfair playing that against a whole lot of sixty stuff yeah. I do by Beatles. Yeah, that, that's no, true. No, I, I, like, I love I'd be covering the night. I, I, I love. Uh, I've been tempted to play that at a time, but yeah, never quite oh, pulled the trigger. But, do it. Uh, do yeah. it, man. I, I played the twelve-inch of uh, Elf's Stuck on Earth. At the first, at the first eighties type thing that yeah. I did, it didn't go well at all. But, <laughs> but if I could do that, you could definitely. Someone as skilled as you could definitely work out how to put it under cover of the night. But I, I'm, I what it works with really. I'm, I'm an eighties stone. Like actually, the stones of the eighties worked out pretty good for me because that's what I grew up yeah. with them. So my parents bought undercover and and dirty work which is a far worse record but yeah. undercover is quite a good record yeah that's I where i stop i think so i think that's that's actually yeah. pretty good but dirty work um they bought those you know as brand new records yeah and then and then when the sort of when steel wheels came out that was when i was really interested in the stone so i i bought that as a tape yeah and obviously tattoo you as pretty great like it's all leftovers yeah. but it's pretty great so I kind of I'm quite sympathetic towards the Stones of the 80s like and I, I love Mick Jagger's sol- first two solo albums I thought they were and Keith's first solo album I thought they were all really good records too yeah so I've never gone down that road for the solo oh there's no the reason solo stuff. no 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 there's I'm, no real no. reason for anyone to do it Mick Jagger used to kind of a, yeah I don't know he'd always know. be on, on Ready to Roll stuck on to yeah you know, from She's the Boss yeah yeah the boss, She's the Boss that's fantastic man it's got Jeff yeah. Beck on it I should go back and listen to it see I don't know much about Jeff Beck either yeah. I mean, a lot of that 60s stuff is I think know, half the band is Living Colour and stuff too on one of those oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and then the second Mick Jagger solo album all the songs are written with um Dave Stewart from the Arithmics. Yeah. yeah, he co-wrote them all and played on it and produced it. Yeah. See, my favourite sort of solo Stones thing would be uh, Don't Look Back and Pete Tosh. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, so, yeah, no, we should definitely, well, we'll have to work out some sort of thing. That'd be kind of cool because you could do it 60s up to, you know, early 70s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. maybe up to even like 73 or something for the Stones, yeah. like up to Goat's Head. Like, I love that record, man. I love Goes that record. It, I think yeah. that's, you know, I think uh, some of oh, people were posting the other day about the anniversary of 
Exile on Main Street, and I've never quite got the fuss about that. Like, it's got some great it's tracks. It's fantastic songs. Brilliant, like that, but brilliant. It's, it's but it's a mess. And, it's yeah. too, and like most double albums, it's too long. And I just think um, Goat's Head Suit doesn't get the, the love that it yeah. kind of deserves. It's 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 pretty fantastic. Yeah. There's, there's not really a dud track on it. In fact, like, the big singles are probably the shittiest songs on yeah. it. That's the funniest thing. They're, like, yeah. the most, they're the most, like, overtly stonesy. Yeah. Things about it. See, I didn't hear that record until nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, nineteen eighty eight. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we went to Amsterdam and we, we were our neighbours were two Australians and they had these German friends who come over and. and yeah. And they were just driving around Amsterdam with drinking Heineken listening to that record. Yeah, yeah. You know, over and over again. Yeah. It's just kind of a, it's almost yeah. a time and place thing, I guess. Yeah. So you, 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 you kind of are slowing down a little bit in terms of deciding to take a bit of a pause between the thing, but but like, do you actually have an exit strategy for this or do you know that you can do no, I'll just keep on going, going. But I, I always think you know the time that nobody turns up that's when I know it's yeah. time to stop yeah you know yeah. Um, yeah I I enjoy it too much I think yeah um, you know it, everything else is kind of telling me that oh you too ought to be doing this and well actually I'm not you know I, I can put on a good night people turn up and have a great time and, and I play some music real loud and have yeah. a couple of drinks and, and you know it's fantastic yeah I, I mentioned to you um, when I asked you to do this. I, I mentioned that you know you've got you've had people coming to see you for twenty years, and some of them will have never heard you talk. They would have just watched <laughs> yeah. you, you know, because you're not a rock the mic kind of guy. I don't know. I don't know who is a DJ these days, but obviously in some styles and in some clubs, that's still. It's always thing. people who come and ask me, "Have you got a mic? Can you say hello? To, uh, happy birthday to my." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have a mic, but. <laughs> so. Um, you know, and, and I, I feel like it would be very interesting for them for them to have heard from you. And I also wanted to um, say that um, I think it was the very first time I ever DJed somewhere by myself. I turned up to the bar and they didn't have um, needles for the turntables. Uh-huh. And and I don't I didn't know you very well at all, but uh, I got your number off someone who suggested you'd be able to help and you turned Jeremy, yeah, yeah yeah and you turned up at the bar <laughs> with with uh, two stylists for me to um, to to complete my effort and that was the very first time I I think I might have gone and yeah, played you might have interacted online yeah, maybe yeah. before that but never, never kind of met in person I that's right you remember that now yeah that's right and I, I think I might have played a, like a midi set somewhere else where a few people were playing like at one of the other bars and so it was all set up and that was fine but you know I turned up as such a novice I didn't think that it's a good idea to take your own you know yeah I always take spares now yeah yeah same so same I'm totally across that now but I just wanted to sort of I guess more publicly thank you for that you're welcome I mean yeah I mean really um, I mean Greg had been very supportive and that that kind of thing and I learned a lot of that stuff there's no point being an arsehole of people you know yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah. exactly um, so I try and and be nice and supportive as much as possible yeah nobody really asked me for anything so I could easily say that you know so yeah um yeah but yeah it's yeah I still can't quite believe that it's all still going you know Um, well you've I mean but I, I I just despite the fact that I get nervous Every time, probably. I love get that. A bit, get a bit grumpy. I love with, that. With the kids on the day, you know, because no, I never I know how that. it's going to go. But I love that because you know, 
the main thing that says to me is that you completely and utterly give a shit about what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it means something to you. And and it's, you know, I, I, I identify with that um, whenever I have a new place to play with, with records or playing in bands. You know, I played in bands for years and could could always do it in terms of, like, turning up and playing a, a set with a working covers band or an Irish band. But if it was a new place or whatever, always had that extra bit of nerves. And even, like, filing a piece of work for a new, you know, a new editor or yeah. a new publication, even if it's something I know I can do, way more nervous that first time doing yeah. that. And every time, like, when you know that some feedback's coming in or something, so... Yeah. Well, it's still, I, like, yeah, what, 150th time or something? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's... Uh, I should have got over it. No, no, I really uh, like that. It just means that you... Also, like, you're talking about something with, you know, like, there are always variables. Yeah. Even playing the same place, because you don't know who's, you know... I was probably playing there the night before you, and I probably fucked up the gear, you know, or someone else did, you know what I mean? Like, someone... There's always variables, you know? There's always something... Get the source of turntable from somewhere. Yeah, exactly, because someone's spilt beer all over it, or, you know, whatever. There's all that shit, so... So, because I'm trying to, I always, I've been writing down my set list for a few years now and, and put them up on yeah. websites and stuff. So we're actually finally trying to turn them into to Spotify playlists. And really that was an attempt to, to A, stop me playing songs again. Yes. Because uh, generally yeah. I won't. Yeah. You know, some of them, oh, can you play this one? You know, you should have been here 15 minutes ago when I played it, you know. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, and it was a way of me making sure that I try and keep it different. It may not look like that to people, but, but yeah. you know, that's what I'm actually trying to do. Yeah, totally. And, and now with the Spotify thing, it's, you know, I put that up. I don't know if many people listen to it, but I've had a couple of bits of feedback. People saying, oh, thanks for doing this. It's yeah. fantastic, you know. And, yeah, yeah. Because um, I yeah, just want to kind of demystify that. I'm not into the kind of, oh, Exclusive. I know what this track is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't. Know? And no, I'm, totally. It's all there, you know. You can yeah. go and do this yourself I mean yeah that's I love that I, I you know would tweet out the things I wasn't actually tweeting yeah when you do your I wasn't actually list. I'm not actually tweeting them out so people could see them I've just found that's a really good way for me to go home and compile a set yeah. list as I then look through all my tweets yeah. and write them up as a set list yeah, so I just scroll it out and it gets worse well my handwriting my handwriting's yeah. bad enough when I'm sober so like yeah. if, if, if I'm gonna <laughs> be shouted a drink for playing records it's gonna get worse but but I um, you know it does have that extra element that there are some people on Twitter that will respond yeah. like I do get people going oh great tune oh, I wish I was there well that's awesome yeah. like that's part of it but actually yeah for me it's just about like this is a good way to compile a set list yeah. sometimes when I I don't have Twitter on my phone now so the last few times I've played I have actually scratched out you know a, a handwritten list and yeah. come home and typed it up but it's just nice to share that stuff so yeah. people see what it is yeah. and you get feedback you get people going yeah. oh I've never heard that song or Wow, I can't believe you played that one. Or, you know, whatever it is. But. Yeah, and it, it's interesting actually because there's, I do, you know, when I s- kind of started doing it, when we started doing it, it was I always assumed that there were there were these nights all over the country. Yeah, and there aren't. No, there like, aren't. Like, but why not? It's, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's there and it, it's good music and and yeah, it's funny because there's a guy who works at RDU, Andrew Barry, who who's um, he's a huge supporter. He's been to. One or two, I think. He's, it's the most fantastic night. You know? yeah, they yeah. don't have anything like that in Christchurch. There's yeah. nothing in Auckland. And it's, yeah. I'm just surprised. Because I thought, you know, this is a thing that anyone can do, you know, because I'm able to do it. Yeah, so yeah, why yeah. Why doesn't anyone yeah, do well, it? But it seems like nobody else kind of does it. Well, it requires uh, not just your 
torrid, but it's that thing where it requires, you know, yes, mechanically someone could, anyone could do it, but like what you bring to it is your lifetime of experience. Yeah, and uh, well, you I know. guess you do. I could. I could and people, Go and play a set list from a previous one. Sure. It wouldn't be the same. No. You know? Because yeah. it all really depends on an interaction with the crowd and how you feel and the vibe. Totally. And, and that's what I mean. Like, people can mechanically do it and also yeah. people can fudge it in terms of people can grab your set list and yep. pretty much pretty much approximate it and, you know... You take the Spotify players and just click it on they and could do, do, they do away could, with the human element. They could really do good. that. But it, and, and it might work on some level. But what you bring to it is... is a credibility and integrity and, and, a, and a lifetime of experience of absorbing music and making the yeah. selections and that's what it's about. Still love it. Yeah.